This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. What's up, everyone? And Gabriel Bringers. Hello. At what point do I stop introducing you guys? Like, do, I don't know. Do what we if just, we have new listeners? Yeah, we have new listeners. People are maybe listening for the first time. They don't know who we are. Yeah, it's weird yeah. because we, we, we live in different spaces. So, like, the website, everyone kind of knows me and Robbie because, yeah. you know, Joe's, Joe's focus on video. He does do right content, and he writes really good content, but Robbie and I do most of the articles. Robbie's the majority of YouTube, and then the podcast is... Kind of Joe because he's the moderator. It's so, the Joe, so it's you, Joe show. It's yeah, Joe people show. see us on YouTube or see me or Joe on YouTube, and they're like, "Who are who are these jabronis?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? Someone actually said that. Who is <laughs> who is this? Uh, actually, someone is, actually said I was not Chrome Unboxed, which was hilarious <laughs> to me. He uh, stolen and that, your logo. That Robbie was the lead singer of Green Day. No, no, offspring. no, offspring. Offspring, yeah, yeah. There Somebody, you go. Who commented that which something is, this week? Didn't they? They said something to the effect of like. Uh, they were talking about us getting paid by manufacturers. Yeah, or yeah, CTL. And yeah. they were like, That's they were like, they were like, Gabe's getting that CTL money. But good thing Robbie doesn't have to because he's, <laughs> he's, he's making money. No, he's he's getting those royalties for yes. being the lead singer. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And ju- just to go on record here, CTL. I'm not on CTL's payroll. Yeah, we I just, no one, just, no just one pays to us. make sure everyone understands, I'm not the lead <laughs> he singer is of not. the offspring. No, he is not. Dude, he could be, but he's not. That would be amazing. But then Joe is is the He's the video creator, and he is the podcast leader, so you will always yeah. have to introduce us because yeah, people will true. be like, who are these Who are these two guys that are on the Joe show? Who are these guys that just talk so much? Can we just no, rename just it the Joe show? <laughs> yeah. The Joe show. Oh, man. Let's not do that. The uh, <laughs> the Chromecast yeah, with group, Joe Humphrey. It's a group effort. I just I just ask the uh, sometimes obvious questions, or the stupid questions, and then uh, I just help to, to rein you guys in whenever you're really starting to nerd out too much. You know? There you go. Too much nerd is sometimes you lose people. <laughs> True. Yeah. You True. lose you you lose the uh the, the majority maybe. Don't feel bad. We lose ourselves sometimes. <laughs> what was I talking about? I don't even remember. Uh but folks we are we are settled back in to the studio, to the office here. Uh we had a great trip out to Las Vegas, Nevada for CES 2020. Um, if you did not catch last week's episode of the Chromecast, go check it out. 
Uh, it was a fun one. It was our longest one yet because we were just super stoked about um, some new Chromebooks that are coming out and some awesome things that were announced at CES this year. And also a tad sleep deprived, I think. We were um, we were a bit manic, I think. <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah. Point. I mean, we were wrapping up, tired, slap happy. We had to get up but it was super fun. early yeah. for a flight. It was so. fun. It was fun. We had a good time. But go check that out. Um, you can find it over at chromebox.com forward slash podcast. Um, but yeah, that was a fun episode. And so if you're interested, if, if maybe you've been seeing some of the CES coverage and you're interested in what CES had to offer in the way of Chromebooks, go listen to last week's podcast. We're going to talk about a couple of those devices just briefly here, but we're not going to, we're not going to delve into the details of what happened there. So if you want to check that out, go, go listen to that podcast. Um, but we're settled in and, and we're gonna, we've got some good news this week. Um, there was a couple things that are on the list for today that is news from today. And we, we record yeah. this that day. Well, no, we're recording this on Friday. What am yeah. I talking about? So yeah. When you're hearing this, uh, yeah. you know, it's Friday, it's the hour, Friday, hour, the 17th hour or two removed from when we recorded it. Yeah, exactly. But there's some, there's some pretty big news that we need to discuss. But before we get into that news, let's talk about a couple of these Chromebooks. I think, Given the season that we are in right now, um, I think it's going to be kind of an ongoing segment where at the beginning of this podcast, we're just going to talk about what's new, uh, what new devices yeah. are out, that, what 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 do we think is coming out real soon, because obviously there were some CES announcements, and then right after CES, there were some more announcements, and we probably are going to see some more stuff at BETT, which is yep. next week or week after? Yeah. starts Monday, I think. Okay. Yep. And then you've got um, uh, Mobile World Congress and the, comes yep. up in February. So there's just going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot. Yep. Um, yeah, I've had people asking already if we're going to this or that or whatever, and the answer is no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we spent a week in Las Vegas. Right uh, just, Robbie and I have children. Uh, we can we can cover these we're things. We're aging and tired. And <laughs> this last yeah. flight hit me worse than any I've ever been on. We I were all a bit jet lagged. Yeah, the entire weekend just zombie. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, we can we can cover most of these events from, from afar. Um, that's the brilliance of the internet. You don't it's nice to go get hands-on with devices, and that's why we go to CES, because um, it's the highest likelihood of releases. Um, and that's why we go to some of these other press events. Um, for yeah, other, when there's a yeah, specific manufacturer. Right, one, when we know there's going to be a Chromebook announcement, uh, because uh, whether you know this or not, a lot of times they don't they don't necessarily tell us explicitly, but they say, hey, yeah, I think it's important that you all might, might come to this. We have something that might interest you, a.k.a., hey, we're going to announce a Chromebook. But anywho... Um, so let's talk through uh, these Chromebooks that came out last week just briefly. Uh, first and foremost, we have the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook, and nothing really new on this one uh, that I'm aware of, right? No, we're going to talk through a little bit about uh, Project Athena and yeah. just the impact that that's going to have. But no, I mean, if... Uh, no no firm release date mm -hmm. yet? No, they're still, they're still saying the, the beginning of March, right. so probably first, first week or two of March. Um, and... I mean, based on what we saw at CES, there's no reason to think yeah, that that wouldn't be a thing. Like, it's done. I it's asked, done. I asked one of the Samsung reps there, one of the actual specific Chromebook guys, um, asked them, "Is this like as I'm getting footage here? Like, I always just kind of ask, just because it's fun. I'm like, is this the final like version? Is this, you know, your final production?" He was like, "Yeah, basically. Like, there might be some minor minor tweaks that they might yeah, need to and do we but can it's, usually, it's done yeah, like we, what we saw at ces was the final yeah we can product. usually oh, yeah. tell when we get our hands on these devices like i remember asus 
last year or actually the Acer event two years ago, those things were, I mean, those were way pre-production. Yeah. Yeah. And, they go and, through, they go through many phases. Yeah, sometimes they're buggy. Sometimes the hardware is a little wonky or they'll have stickers on them. No, whatever. These devices, these they ones were, we got with the Samsungs, they, were, they, they literally were, could have slapped them in a box and put well, them on the shelf. Well, and they had so many of them. Right, that's the other telltale. There were so many like, of them. Like, there were, what, uh, maybe Gosh, 20, 20, 20 of them yeah. total. Uh, so, From yeah, the show usually floor, if there's and that then, many there, this is final product, yeah, and, which and, is fine because they were amazing. And I mean, we have a we have a hands-on video um, for this device on our YouTube channel on the website, and I would highly, highly, highly recommend going and, and watching that hands-on mm. video because... This Chromebook is special, man. It's um, you said it, it in is. your hands-on and first impressions. This is kind of a Pixelbook two. Yeah, um, we we alluded to this in the podcast last week too. Gosh, it's there's just, there's little to gripe about with this device. It's really strange. It's going to be strange to get this one in the ASUS uh, four thirty six and whatever else comes from you know the high end of the Hatch family. Yeah. And again, we're going to talk about Project Athena, right? But other devices that meet that spec and that show up like. They they check all the boxes and it's, so it's wild man. It's going to be weird to review these devices because it's going to be I'm going to be nitpicking to find that <laughs> right. stuff. I really which am. is so fun. Yeah, it's so fun to do that. I mean to have such great devices that you really have to get down to the details uh, right. and and to really uh, uh, to have a device that's that good it says it says a lot about where we've where we've arrived oh, yeah. uh, in well, the Chromebook I, market. This week I looked Yesterday. back behind me. I was like, huh, I'm looking at that Samsung Chromebook Pro sitting on the shelf over there. I'm like, wow, that's so true. That's a big difference. Yeah. That was our first CES. This is our fourth. And where we've come from the standpoint of Samsung Chromebooks, but just Chromebooks in general and like, yeah, but mind boggling conversation yesterday. Robbie was talking about someone and emailed him about that random HP 15 that showed up at Best Buy. But he was talking about the display on some of these devices. You can get a Chromebook for 400 or 500 bucks with a really good display. And you look at a comparable Windows device and it's a piece of trash. Yeah. And we forget that a lot of times. Yeah. Like, right. I, We're so wrapped up in this. That yeah. I forget that the four or $500 Windows machine still, I mean, it's not odd like i've thought about going over to best buy and you just, get it like a tn panel. yeah i mean <laughs> there's a lot of them that are bad like my in-laws just bought um you know a big laptop for a little side project thing that they're wanting to do and so they you know didn't want to spend a ton of money there they in general they use chromebooks uh for their daily stuff and but they needed a windows device so they went and bought one uh i tweeted about that it actually got a lot of action for my, my personal tweets don't usually get that much like retweet and comments and stuff like that. This one particularly did. Uh, I just said, hey, I'd spent the last, you know the better part of an hour and a half getting a Windows device set up for my in-laws. Like, yeah. and I, I don't miss any of this. Yeah. Like, I hate dealing with this I mean, junk. Even- and the screen on that device, I just remember opening it and being like, oh, God. You know, it's one yeah. of those ones you tilt it a little bit this way. And there, there are Chromebooks with those screens on them. But when you get into a four or five hundred dollar Chromebook in general, that's not a thing. No. You know, you get an IPS panel, and we gripe about them being a little dim. But I forget that a four or five hundred dollar Windows machine in general is going to come with a crappy panel, and I forget that even the it's not as bright as I want it to be. It's still an IPS, you know, great viewing angle, you know, nice colors, that kind of stuff on most mid range, yeah. higher end, what we call high end Chromebooks, like the five and six hundred dollar is a high end. Yeah, you know, that's exactly fancy, fancy Chromebook. Uh, but it, it's interesting to just to remember that, yeah. you know, that that's the case. And 
you know, I, I gripe about screens a lot and it's, it's easy to forget that the same price model of other devices, they're not going to have these screens on them. Yeah. It's, so. it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to review these. Um, you mentioned the 436, mm-hmm. uh, that one, we do have a little bit of news on there. Uh, you discovered or did someone else find the landing page or did you no, just stumble upon it. it? No, I just went to their site and started digging around and it's not linked anywhere on their site, but. They, they don't make it super good. Yeah, they don't mask. It's a dope landing page. That was beautiful. Gosh, beautiful, it's such beautiful good branding. Page. And you can tell like the some of the photos that they like photoshopped are very specific to the device. It, yeah. Like sometimes these Chromebooks, you know, it's like you can tell they just slap together like, hey, uh, the 420, we have this. The 425 and 433 landing very pages generic. are literally carbon copies of the yeah. 434. And it's they've just, swapped out a couple pictures. It's like, generic. But kudos whatever. to Ace who said their store's a little wonky, but their website yeah. Oh, man, their Gorgeous. products, yeah, their product really pages is. are great. So this, uh, yeah, this, and they have a video for it too, right? So that's what I was, I was about to say. And this, this landing page has a video on it. So I don't, I can't remember if the videos on there. It, ju- it just showed up in my. It came as a notification in YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. It was just like, hey, here's this new video. I'm like, oh, cool. And that's what made me think to go look. Like, well, if they've got mm-hmm. this, the landing page is probably ready. It wasn't. It's not public facing. It might be now that we, you know, we did this. <laughs> they might be like, oh well, heck, they're we're welcome. They're like. Thanks, Chrome Unbox. We weren't ready to launch that, but okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So um, was there anything on that page that I, I can think of one thing, but was was there anything other than the Ergo Lift? That's the only that thing was, I was going to say. Okay. We were That's told. like probably the only thing on there that we were maybe uh, misinformed about or that is yeah, different than what we were told. Yeah, and it's probably not. It's probably the least important detail of the entire Chromebook. Um, it, we yeah. were told they were not going to brand it Ergo Lift. When anymore. you raise the screen up, it lifts the keyboard. Right. It's so kind of Asus's thing yeah. anyway. Which they've know. got some devices that, that aren't convertibles that do that, and they do it like a hardcore. Lot. Like yeah. it goes up like a quarter inch, yeah. half that's inch. Not, that's like not that. what's happening. No, here. this is like. You almost have to look for it on this one. Two millimeters, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, but they're still on the. On their little landing page, I mean, it's got the Ergo Lift, like little branding and all that stuff on it. So cool. If that, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter either way, honestly. Like, it's just one of those things. The specs are the same. Yeah. Any release information on that one? No. And they're saying, again, March. Um, They said late March. So my guess is at some point in March, we'll see both of these devices. Asus tends to just release stuff. Uh, Samsung. Seems like with this, they've got that. That's the other new thing we saw with it is that they have a landing page. It's nothing like the Asus's landing page. It literally is a picture of the Galaxy Chromebook and an, a thing to sign up for to get a notification when it launches. Same thing on Best, Best Buy. Buy. So Best yeah. Buy has a dedicated Galaxy Chromebook and it's on their front page. Like you go to Best Buy and it's they have a thing up there. You click it and it takes you to this. Again, there's nothing on it except one picture and put your email in if you'd like to be notified when it's ready. So that. The fact that they're doing that stuff tells me that they might end up putting a launch window on it, which would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, we just don't get that much with Chromebooks. We don't get um, these specific dates, uh, launch dates. And I know that in <laughs> Normally the grand they just scheme, show up. <laughs> yeah, in the grand scheme, that doesn't matter that much, no, really. It, it, I think it does because it, it adds to the hype. hype. Yeah. It's the hype factor. Um, and so it, it'll be nice, it hopefully, interest. towards the end of January, uh, early February. Hopefully, we'll see a date yeah. attached. And they'll say, hey, shipping... You know, yeah. March 7th or whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. And that way we can start pinpointing a date, which also let us know hopefully when we can expect to get our review unit uh, in for this device. Because to be honest, like I've watched our video two or three more times just because I'm looking at it like I, I'm genuinely excited to get this device. 
to mess with this device. The 436. Like, no, no, no. Oh, the, the Samsung. The Galaxy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, it's similar. It's actually, I feel the same exact way as I did about the uh, Pixelbook. Wow. Like when it, when we saw it at Google and then it was just like, oh, I cannot wait to get this device and to use it. Like to actually like work from this device. Uh, I'm, I'm that yeah. excited about it. I, I think it's, yeah, it's, Go it's watch legit. The video. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's legit. legit. Um, so I think that's it for the 434. There was nothing else really. I mean, it's there's a landing page. Go check it out on the website. You can just search 434 in the 36. search bar. Ah, oh, gosh, darn it. Chromebook names. Yay. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Galaxy I, Chromebook, man, that one's easy. Yeah, oh, I I've typed 434 multiple times talking about I've, the 36. I've, I've, I, yeah, well, yeah, Chromebooks. At least they've stuck with the Chromebook Flip. Like, that's cool. It's yeah. like Chromebook Flip and then the numbers. You just figure out the model number. You just yeah. got to yeah. figure out the model number. So Chromebook Flip, 436. Anywho, a uh, couple uh, notes on Lenovo. Uh, we saw two devices mm-hmm. at CES, but right afterwards, they announced some other devices. So let's let's first start with what we saw at CES. One device that I am very excited about me too i'm i, I don't I know that both of them. i'm not i'm not as i'm not more excited <laughs> no. i want not, all of them what i'm not more about? excited about this one than the galaxy i think the galaxy chromebook is more exciting overall sure but the, it's just different the lenovo yeah. chromebook duet or duet chromebook chromebook duet okay uh idea pad <laughs> they no, originally were going to call it yeah, yeah, idea yeah, pad yeah, whatever it's, it's, well and this was ces so yeah, who, knows? who knows we who might knows end up having an egg with. on our face yeah. with this we've been referring to it the way they told Chromebook us to refer to yeah it. and this isn't a but, dig against against anyone at lenovo or any no, other maker just, but just, these these guys got when they show up at these shows they have the information that they're given and honestly it's, and it's just another device to them because they've got windows devices and and vr and tablets right. and all so this they, stuff they, they checked, told it yeah they told us what they knew this thing could be completely rebranded as the duet chromebook the duet idea pad because right. it was originally idea idea pad chromebook duet I think right which <laughs> apparently they're still keeping awful. the idea pad branding overseas so who knows yeah. but right now that's what we were told so don't get mad at this if it changes but, it's lenovo's tablet yeah so, so this is a t- uh 10 point what 10.1 10.1 inch Nineteen twenty by 1200 so 16 by 10 little less it's than so less light. than a pound it was so light and it was great vibrant screen it was Snappy. just, but it did not feel cheap, and it is no, and it comes an with a keyboard, job. and it comes with a little stand, and like you said in your article, if you really think, all right, so the Bluetooth keyboard, uh, I'm sorry, it's not Bluetooth, it's Pogo, mm, Pogo. so so the Pogo Pen first party keyboard that comes yeah, with it, even and if the you stand, say it's sixty bucks, yeah, sixty bucks, you're getting like That's a two hundred and something dollar tablet, and this thing does not feel like a two hundred something dollar tablet, no, it does not, it feels so great and yeah, for it's anyone just, who's, who's i'm just used excited about like it. the acer tab 10 or the ctl or whatever bad. it is not bad think think the complete opposite of that those are it's, edu devices and the crazy thing is we pointed out those were what 329 when they came yeah. out and no i think keyboard. it's still yeah 300 granted plus. it has a stowable stylus but that processor is not great no, well, it's, it's just not great, and it's all plastic. And it's all and plastic. It feels cheap. Yeah, you know, these, I mean, this, it's th- something you would kind of expect to have in a classroom, but this is not. This is something I would have on my end table at my house. Absolutely. Yeah, it is something nice. that I'm going to have around a lot. Like, yeah, I'm going to for general reading. Like, I, like I'm going to buy one as soon as they come out. Like just for yeah. myself to have yeah. at the house. Like because for me, all my stuff is Google connected, and I have a Nest Hub in the kitchen, which I use for some of my home automation stuff. Um, but as we all know, YouTube TV has no remote and so, and, or no sort of interface that you can click into. So you have to have your phone a lot of times. Well, 
I try to leave my phone in my bedroom a lot of times, like at night, especially when I'm trying to like maybe wind down and watch a show or something. So being able to have that little dude there to like read some news and then also use it as kind of my media mm-hmm. hub for the house to be able yep. to turn things on and off and, and, and have YouTube TV pulled up. Like it's just going to be, it's going to be dope for that. And well, it's going to be decent for games too. Like Android oh yeah, games, dude, like touchscreen yeah. games. Like oh, it's the right man. size to still did play you said, games. Did on you, it. Pull, did you, uh, can we can no. we talk about this? Nope, didn't do anything. Yeah, nope. there was no. They the had things. some pre-installed games on there. We played. There, there we, we go. go. Yeah. Yep, we did that, and that yeah. was asphalt fun. ran dope on it. Like uh, they had asphalt yeah. on there. Yeah. So uh, it's it's yeah. gonna be cool. It's I didn't gonna be a install cool anything. Asphalt I didn't do anything. also ran really well on the Galaxy. Because uh-huh. yeah. I, I mean, I I'm a I'm Team Slate. I I've loved the 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 Pixel Slate. I haven't been using it here lately because I've been using the Pixelbook Go. Um, but I still, I I really enjoy, I have a little um, kind of uh, living room chair off on the side um, that I'll sit in in the mornings and check through all my Google News and kind of get caught up on the news for the day. Um, and it's fine to do on the Pixelbook Go, but having that, that Pixel Slate was always fun, you know, just to sit and, and, and read the news that way. So that Chromebook Duet is going to be exactly that for me. It's going to well, be perfect. And you know, while you guys and were doing, price, you guys were shooting B roll on the uh, Flex Five, um, and while you were doing Which that, is the I other device we've got from Lenovo. About. Yep, but I sat the entire time you guys were doing that and just played with the the uh, duet. Well, and it's so light, you can sit there and do that with the slate. I I normally it's uncomfortable. You had I to normally lay it on your would leg. cross. Well, I would cross my legs and have one knee kind of up and rest it on that, right. and that's how I would use the slate. I can't. You can't hold it with one hand. No, it, I mean like, you can uncom- for about thirty seconds. Yeah, but if you're sitting there trying to read news in the morning, it's like uh, you can't. if if you go to the website yesterday, I published an article and I needed a a quick you know shot of a Google search results page. So I was like, oh, I'll do the on the slate and hold it up and kind of get a cool bokeh. And you're like, and I held it and took the photo and I set it down. I'm like, this is why this isn't yeah. a good tablet. I yeah, mean, it's not a good tablet. I shouldn't struggle to hold the thing yeah. for 30 seconds to yeah. take a photo. It's it's that's lame. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the duet, it just, I don't know. I was enamored with it. How was the camera it. on it? Did you, t- did you yeah, snap okay. a couple photo? It's, 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 it's usable, five, right? right? Five yeah. Whatever. So. It's there a little, for a little mushy, but like, like if you're trying to get across a quick social thing or, or you're trying to like, Hey, yeah. take a picture of some notes or whatever. I'm like thinking about go. like receipts and stuff. Like if oh, I'm, yeah. if yeah. I'm like sitting and just kind of going through my receipts and working on stuff, uh, for QuickBooks, which we now have set up, I'm really stoked on it. If anybody has some QuickBook tips for me, let, let me know on Twitter. Uh, quick, quick books tips. Quick, quick books. Quick so it's book, Quick books, right? Quick books tips. <laughs> a lot of plurals there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like something like that, like snagging photos of mm-hmm. receipts or something. Like yeah, that cool kind of basic that. stuff. Like functionality wise, it'll be a fine camera. Quick little like, social thing. If it'll you're work just, like, for wonder. AR experiences mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, taking photos that you're gonna be like, wow, what a great yeah, photo. Right. At least. Yeah. The, I mean, but people, the one we messed with, I took some photos. Like, oof, it's pretty yeah, soft, yeah. pretty mushy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. It, it's gonna be dope. It's I, I I'm really excited about that. I like the finish on it. It's got a nice little two tone look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just see myself toting that thing around in my backpack. I could I could see with my setup. Um, I could see myself just using that in my bag. Like I I just have that in my bag. Oh, and no other Chromebook. Yeah, and that can my, be really fun. I to can't test. wait for the review period with it so that I can use it like okay. daily and like plug it into pl- my. Pl- Plug it into your monitor. massive monitor, yeah. and, and you use and it run off paired of it. with hear it scream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's because the processor in there is a. Uh, let me see if I get it right. The MediaTek. Yeah. Now, yeah, sure. you're looking at me wrong. Uh, you're, no, you're there. Is Keep it going. the N four thousand? No, no, no. no. That's, that's Intel. Intel. 
What is the brain? The, what, helios. We know it's 8183. Oh, right. Yeah. So 8183. 8183. So it's a Helios P. P. That's what so it is. So what's the N4000? That's an Intel Gemini Lake. Gemini Lake. Yeah. So this is an <laughs> octa-core. So yeah. This is an <laughs> no, octa-core. No, not really. Yeah, but not it's even. just a bunch of numbers. Yeah. Octa-core ARM processor. So we're looking at the next evolution because you had the quad core with the original MediaTek, then you had six cores with the op1 rock chip now we're at eight cores so we've kind of caught up to where arm really is it's, it's not yeah. a beast yeah this but one it, how does it, it compare it benchmarks with the uh pixel 3a yeah, okay. if you want a yes. reference point 600 series is that right no yeah it's snapdragon 6, 670 yeah snapdragon so whatever. Think mid range phone, good yeah. mid range phone, yeah. not yeah. cheap mid range. It's gonna phone. run. It's gonna run Android apps yeah. really well. And it's for gonna whatever do reason, most of like, your your normal uh, Chromebook tasks. If yeah, you're and, just and that was what I was stuff, most impressed with uh, when we were at CES with this device. Is that yeah, we threw asphalt on it, but there's a ton of stuff that for whatever reason asphalt just seems to be one of those games that the developers decided they wanted to make sure and make it really nice on Chromebooks. I keep putting asphalt on just about any Chromebook, and it seems to yeah, run Yeah, and there's really some hand-holding well. going on there, because Google's offered free packs with asphalt. Oh, yeah. So, so they've obviously worked closely with them, but asphalt just looks really good on a Chromebook. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty, you know, nice-looking game in general. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on, and yet it, you know, it ran perfectly on this thing. But yeah. I was more impressed, honestly, by opening up quite a few apps and then doing multitasking gestures in tablet mode because honestly, that's been one of the issues with Chrome OS tablets. It's been janky. It's that was super smooth. So much. And jumping through, you know, re- regular uh, web tasks was really nice. And so that that was the part, honestly, that for me to to actually think about using a tablet like this on a regular basis because I've I've made the the point that I don't even know that I need a tablet. Like yeah. I don't, there's not a, a spot in my normal daily routine that requires or, or wants to use a tablet. But for this price, it's like, for hey. me, it needs to also be able to be productive when I need it to sure. be. So that's where it could take the place of my phone for a, quite a few tasks. If I'm sitting on the couch using it to do whatever, and I get a text in our you know chat thread, hey, did you see this such and such? And oh, I don't have time to knock mm-hmm. that out. Can you knock that out? I need to be able to pop the keyboard on it and do it. I exactly. can't do that on my phone. Um, and if I can with this, then that yeah. that creates some benefit. Right. Uh, if I can do web tasks with it um, and, and do them well. And I and, actually used it in my lap for a little and, while. I was like, this isn't bad either. Yeah, and like I was saying, I mean, price informs a lot of this stuff. If, you, if your entry point to something like that that maybe you don't exactly need, but it could be cool, if it's 280 bucks. That's a lot easier to go pick up and try and just right. be like, oh yeah, this is kind of a fun thing I have in my versus bag. And, right, versus or seven or eight hundred dollars to to get into a Pixel Slate or something, you right. know. So, um, so yeah, it's gonna be dope. Really oh, excited USI. about that. Yeah, yeah for USI we, support. We, yeah, so, so as the, as the stylus start coming out, I think yeah. we're gonna well, see. Well, and them. Lenovo has on their uh, what was that? Was that on some marketing or is that was was that the Asus pen? Was it Asus? So Asus is good on their landing but page. Lenovo has one pen. too, right? Lenovo is going to have yeah. a USI. Yeah, they stylus. have a pen that's very similar to the HP Tilt, which I think they will be. I think they've probably already upgraded it to a USI standard. Yeah. So. And somebody sent us a, an email. I think in Germany, there's an HP. The HP USI stylus is technically available. Yes, yeah, available. Yeah, it's like eighty bucks. So it's, I mean, whatever. But yeah. And again, this got like this is a whole conversation for another time. But the whole USI stylus, the cool part will be. You'll find the one you like. Right. You buy it, and that's it. Yeah, because like, I've used the and tilt. And it works and on I, any yeah, screen that has I like, yeah. I like the HP Tilt Pen. If they have a USI version of that, which they will, I would probably buy that for whatever right. device and it's I'm in using. Your bag. And it won't matter. Right. It's mm. in your bag with your 
keyboard and mouse or whatever stuff you keep around. Like it's just a thing that's around. You pick it up. And whatever. It. It's going to end up in the box with all the Pixelbook pens. God, I hope not. <laughs> that's, and that's why just because I don't the Samsung one. having the stowable stylus it's is so, such a cool yeah. thing because I don't use a pen that often, but when I do need it, it's right. There. It's usually at the at a random time. I don't want to dig. Like, yeah, you're yeah, on a plane. Go, I don't want to see. Dig that's funny because yeah. like you're coming at it from that perspective. I would rather have a nicer pen in my bag that whenever I want to draw. I can grab it. But you write so exponentially like, more than both of us put together. Right. Times oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. type notes. And, right. and so like, like I like the feel of a nice pen. I actually nerd out about pens. Right. You know? And so I, I, the, I think the way to go about that then is to create Chromebooks that have the stowable, uh-huh. cheaper, quick option. Uh-huh. And if it's a USI stylus that buy has a stowable you stylus, you, you go buy your fancy stylus if you want to have that. And if you don't, you've got the cheap one. And in yeah. those times where you're like, oh, I left it. It's sitting on my desk. You've always got the got one the that's stowable. in. Yeah. You know, it's garage. No, that's, that's, I, I think that's the way to go. That's cool. And yeah. while I, I love the USI initiative thing, I, I, I think it's great. EMR is a, a really good technology, too. And so there's tons of EMR pens out there. So you can kind of do the same thing with the Samsung. You've got an EMR pen that's in the device. You want a nice pen? Bamboo makes, what, 20 yeah. bajillion you know, EMR pens. Go find a Bamboo EMR pen that you like from Bamboo and go, it's cool. In, it's in I've, your bag. Right, you have I've it got when you this need it. When, I'm, when I'm doing longer note-taking things, cool. You know, this works with EMR, you know, uh, screens. So I, yeah. I think that that fixes, it's kind of best of both worlds scenario there. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this uh, other Lenovo and then the couple new ones that they announced. And uh, we'll try to breeze through these. The Flex 5 uh, was announced at CES and we got some hands on with it. Have a video for that one as well. Uh, Gabe, you, you spent some time with this device and you did the video for it. Give folks just kind of a quick overview. We don't have any new information on this one, I don't think. There's... No, not really. Uh, I mean, it's going to be there. They're, I mean, they might come out with a more premium device, but this is going to be kind of their next flagship yoga. model. And, uh, they, they, I bet you they come out with a yoga. Yeah, they will That's probably come out with a yoga, uh, but this is a 13.3 inch, which they haven't had since 2016. Mm-hmm. ThinkPad, uh, their old uh, yeah. ThinkPad. No, it's ThinkPad. ThinkPad, yeah. yeah. But a- anyway, it's uh, it was originally this one was originally branded IdeaPad too, but it's the Chromebook Flex 5. It's convertible. It's at least partially aluminum, so it does feel premium. It's got good build quality, good keyboard, good trackpad. Uh, don't pretty good screen. Pretty yeah. good it wasn't screen. Like yeah, it's 300 nits. It's, it's not crazy bright, but it, but it's clear. It's nice. But you're getting the premium internals. You're getting Core i5, 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. Uh, I think Thunderbolt support, uh, USI stylus mm-hmm. compatibility. So it's got everything you're going to need in a device without the thousand dollar plus price tag right so, 370 yeah. starting at 379 369 yeah. so i'm thinking core i3 or maybe a pentium because yeah. they do have a pentium yeah. in that hatch line so. i'd be shocked if they get a core i3 in there for three 380 that would be and, crazy and, and we talked about know. this extensively in the last podcast but it this chromebook is a hatch variant yeah right yes. and so mm-hmm. so now you start to see how interesting it is that that we can I say we, that the Chrome OS people can, and the people that are building these devices can have this main baseboard and use that to get all of their core functionality into the device, but then they can kind of branch off and say, all right, we're right. going to, we're going to take this baseboard and then we're going to go make the Galaxy Chromebook. But then Lenovo says, all right, we're going to take that same baseboard and we're going to go make the Flex 5, right. you know, and, and cheaper build materials. It still feels, feels nice to me. It was still a, a nice Chromebook. Uh, but, you know, cheaper build materials, maybe some cheaper other things on it, but it's still the same baseboard. So it's, it's right. fascinating to me. And, yeah, and, and 
that's that's the thing that probably needs to be cleared up too a little bit with this whole idea of Project Athena and how these 10th gen chips, these hatch-based Chromebooks um, fit into that and how Athena devices are different than just like every hatch de- device isn't an Athena device. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the Flex 5, for instance, is not branded or doesn't fit the spec for project because like battery and those sorts of things aren't tied to the hatch baseboard correct correct so there's so so they can put that baseboard in and choose to not mess with like we think maybe there's thunderbolt 3 support on the flex 5 but we don't we don't know Um, it wasn't branded hatch has the ability to do that they could have just turned it off and not put in i don't know why they wouldn't right it's it's part of the baseboard and part of the chipset so if it's just a matter of they didn't want i I don't know anything about ports and the pricing and stuff like that it it, the supports there on the chip i don't know why they wouldn't go ahead and put it in to where the ports support it but yeah maybe they didn't i don't know maybe there's just not a need for it yeah but uh, so yeah, Flex 5, it's going to be a cool device. Any release information on that one? Uh, that one also is... I know the duet's May. I think so it's probably. March. I oh, think okay. it's March or April, Okay, I believe. It's earlier than the duet. Yeah, and obviously okay. as we get more information on these, we'll be writing about it on the website, chromeunbox.com. A um, couple other new devices that were announced uh, by Lenovo. Were these announced at a show or did these just like come out? Was there some show going on in these? It is FETC. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Which I had heard of. I had actually looked at before because I, I, Robbie and I went to Kentucky's Educational Tech Conference a few years ago, and it was honestly it was a bust. It was for us, it was boring. But I mean, I understand for educators, it's a big deal and it's a need. But there just wasn't anything going on there because they're not going to announce new products at a state right educational show i thought fetc was florida's educational show it is not it is i guess it's the united states version of b-e-t-t so it's future elect future future of education technology conference Mm -hmm. so apparently lenovo just decided to debut four more four more devices there so yeah yeah and so the first of which is interesting to me because it's a tablet well, I guess are the 100 and the 300 and 500, those are all... Those are all Chromebooks. Clam well, shell. clamshell and convertible. Uh, right. The but, the t- but the 10e is a tablet. It's a tablet. It's basically the duet it, with armored yeah, coating. It's like, why didn't you all tell us about this at CES? Like, yeah. I understand it, it's not a education show, but we cover Chromebooks. So like, right. Why didn't you just slip us and a little piece guys, of paper? Those that guys might not even have known. They may not have. Uh, yeah, that's true. Know. Yeah, um, they were they were packing up the day after we were there, and that was just <laughs> not something that was in in their... Uh, yeah. <laughs> they just weren't thinking about that sure. at that time. Yeah. So. <laughs> so the 10E um, tablet, same size, 10 point... Same size, same resolution, same internal processors. Dude, it's the Duet in, yeah. in armored coating. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, but that's the case, cool. The case that comes with will it, it be available is, for consumers? You think, or will it just I would, be I would through so. education? You can stuff? buy all of their EDU devices yeah. on their website. I can't imagine. Yeah. So for don't. like somebody, I don't know, like maybe that could be cool. Yeah, if you're buying it for like a five or six year old that yeah. you know is going to drop it, exactly. And, you know, maybe not intentionally it's like throw the house it around, Chromebook but, or something for yeah. for somebody. Yeah, um, will it especially will as well it still it have the Pogo pins for the keyboard though? I, th- yes. I think like the the case that they showed with it is more of a folio style case, yeah, so there's so no trackpad. A, it, it's a shell, and that yeah, and that's kind of a weird omission in my opinion. It does not have a trackpad, but the that's folio odd. case and keyboard are all together with the but little the way it folds, that comes out. Yeah, so the way it folds they out, they couldn't you know, fit one. It's like the iPad. 
yeah. folios. Yeah, so it's yeah. identical if you know what the little iPad yeah. smart covers look like. Yeah. It's that type of huh. thing. So, I mean, ultimately, if if you know they provide a good pen solution, uh, right? If you, I've, I've done that before, just as an experiment. You know, used the Acer Tab Ten, which is terrible because it's slow, but you know, just paired a keyboard to it and use the pen, you know, and, yeah. and, and poked around on the screen. Yeah. And you just basically replace the mouse with the pen for 90% of the things. It, it works just fine. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a lean forward experience, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can't sit yeah. back and mess with your pen, but, yeah. um, you know, maybe that's it. Again, they're aiming this at education. Uh, small tablets are obviously going to be aimed at probably lower, uh, K one through five, probably like K one through three or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you when you start thinking about that audience, you know, they're going to want to reach up and touch, right. use a pen, you know, and type when needed yeah. versus mouse and keyboard, you know, that you get into in fifth and sixth grade. So, right. uh, you know, I completely see that. And it looks rugged as all get out. So yeah, it, it looks, looks like cool. it'll, I mean, it'll stand up yeah. to quite a bit. Um, These other devices that they announced were just a refresh, right? So it's the 100E, 300E, and 500E. Yeah, so these are their education models. Uh, They had their original generation. They had the old MediaTek and Apollo Lake chips. Then they refreshed them with the same MediaTek and the Gemini Lake chips. Well, now I dug around in, in some of their documentation, and it looks like they're just regurgitating all three of them with the new Gemini Lake R, which is just a refreshed Gemini Lake chip. There's really not that much difference, but it looks like they've done away with them. I was hoping they'd do that new MediaTek chip, but it looks like they've yeah. just gone a, done away with They're it. Just doing just, just Intel. all Intel. So these are just, they start at like 219 and go up to 400, but they're, they're ruggedized. I mean, for a rugged device, the 500 is a great device. What uh, are the sizes on them? Uh, they're all 11.6. Okay. So they're just clamshell and convertible, touchscreen, non-touchscreen. Uh, one of them has, a, I think the 500 has a garage stylus. Okay. Or it did. I don't oh know. If gosh. It, did you all hear that just truck exploded <laughs> outside of our office. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, so yeah, uh, downtown price, yeah. pricing's good. Uh, we saw a time where EDU devices were creeping creeping up in the four hundred to fifty five hundred dollar range. Yeah, but no, you're looking at no-go. probably a max of four hundred bucks to get a these new quad core uh, Gemini like processors that are no be joke. Legit. Yep, eight gigs of RAM and then touchscreen and all that. And Lenovo's always done really well with their EDU devices, so. <laughs> Any release information on those? Uh, they, according to the press release, they're available now. The tablet will be available in March. Okay, cool. Uh, but the the new devices apparently will be rolling out over the next few days. I remember talking about this a little bit with John Sowash, but w- w- uh, when are educators like looking to buy these things? Like, are these June? all are yeah. these all planned out? Like, are these shows planned oh, yeah. out so that yeah. like as we yeah, start getting into they, the spring, they start making buying decisions for the next school yeah. year. At, towards the end so, of this school yeah. year. So I think so. between March and June yeah. is their okay. like high time. Yeah. To, to so buy. there you go. I mean, these are some these are some good looking devices. So if you're an educator, go check them out. Uh, we know we know there are more coming too. Yeah. Uh, that we can't say anything about. Yeah. And there's just, other interesting parts yeah, around some of them. Just stay we can't tuned. say anything about any of it. But stay tuned. There is more stuff coming for educators. That's right. Chromebox.com. Stay tuned. We will we will write those up as as as, As time allowed. allows, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Hey, we're going to take a quick break for an ad, and we will be right back to talk about some other cool Chrome OS news. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. 
They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. Um, so some of these new Chromebooks that are coming out that we've just talked about in the first segment here, the Galaxy Chromebook and the Flip 436. I've got to remind myself every time I go to say you that got it. darn thing. Um, you might notice that they have a new sticker on them. It's a new little Intel sticker, and it says mobile performance, correct? Is that what the little uh, sticker Engineered says? for mobile yeah. performance, I think is what the sticker engineered fully says. Engineered for mobile performance. Which is weird. When we saw that CS, right. I was like, what is that? I'm not sure what that means. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't fully understand that. And ultimately, Intel wanted to just create a, a quick visual identifier. And let me go on the record and say, because I know people are like, well, more stickers on you know devices. I hate stickers. I hate stickers too. Like, <laughs> I really do. I don't, I don't like stickers on devices. I, I would much prefer them place it on the desk or on the table where it's being displayed like right. at Best Buy or whatever put it on the box or if you want to put it on the Chromebook fine just make it one that just peels right off you know they, <laughs> there are plenty of those stickers they yeah. exist yeah uh, these are not that though most well likely. I don't know I don't know uh, I know <laughs> yeah. that the we powered didn't try by to Intel the blue, blue sticker those Man. are just terrible to get off and HP's big whatever thing they usually put on devices that one like comes apart in pieces yeah, so they, they make stickers that come off much easier. Yeah. Um, hopefully this is one of those, but yeah. it's possible not to have those on there. Right. Pixelbook Go doesn't have any stickers on it. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. weird. <laughs> anyway. But this is, a, this is a new new project that actually made it to the Intel stage at CES, so, uh, well, which is huge. Just to be clear, it's not technically new this year. Yeah. yeah. They announced this last year. Right. They because announced. we saw that video that we, you and I were just making. Right. So we, they we just made a new YouTube video about it. Last they, year, they yeah. just said, hey, this is a thing we're going to start doing. Right. This when, year, they're when it, doing it. When it when it made it to the stage this year, they had devices to show. Right. Like, <laughs> it was, hey, like, here's, here's it was the, like, look, here's 25 devices right. with Project Athena in them. Right. And part of those 25 are the two Chromebooks that they put on stage as well, yeah. the, the Galaxy Chromebook, the 436. So... Both of these are certified uh, as Project Athena. And, and what this breaks down to be is, this is Intel saying, hey, look, we're just like with the Ultrabook they did years ago, we're going to create a baseline of um, statistics and things that you have to have in order to be certified for this. So like every thin uh, laptop seven, eight years ago wasn't an Ultrabook. It, it just became marketing speak after a little while. People yeah. just started using it or just assuming everything was an Ultrabook. It wasn't. To be an Ultrabook, you had to meet certain criteria. Same thing here. So Project Athena devices have to meet some pretty rigid specs. Like, it's not that simple. So like we said earlier, Flex 5 is not a Project Athena. So just being a hatch-based Chromebook isn't going to do this. No. So there's some important things here. First, Intel does this type of stuff. They've done it before, but it's always with Windows devices. Um, this the time, Ultrabook thing was right. Basically, this. Windows. There were no Ultrabook Chromebooks. Ultrabook, the whole Ultrabook thing happened as Chrome OS was just kind of coming into existence. So the fact that you know, yeah, Google and Intel have loosely partnered before. I mean, surely you know, Google understands what's going on with Intel, and so they can write their software in a, in a way that kind of takes advantage of it. But Intel wasn't doing anything specifically to help Google along in this prior to this happening. You know, it's just like, hey, yeah, we'll get you what you need. And you can build your Chromebooks. But 
it seems now they've come out and like very publicly said, I mean, it was in their video, that video that we posted in the article yesterday. And it's, it's in the, in our video at the end of it, you know, this, this momentum is building and, and we're, where all these manufacturers are getting on the same page and with a with a common vision and a common goal around this common idea of what a great laptop is, and then they been all on a black screen. It's you know Windows Chrome or Chromebook, yeah. you yeah. know, up there. So I mean, it's this has gone beyond now. Just a hey, we're going to kind of work together a little bit. This is hey, we're going to come out and say that we're we're really working together uh, for a handful of devices and. What it all comes down to is, and we're going to talk about what makes a Project Athena Chromebook real quick, but what it really comes down to is this ability for Google and Intel to work together with manufacturers to have a very common goal to help them become a little bit more vertically aligned. And I've seen on on YouTube, we had a couple comments, you know, somebody said, and granted, some of our, our watchers commented back, said, you don't know what you're talking about, but where, oh, you know, Google already does control this part of the stack and they know what Intel does. And sure, they, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some insider information that gets traded back and forth between Google and Intel prior to Project Athena. I'm not saying that that's not the case. But what Google does with Chrome OS and Intel chips is not what Apple does with Apple's chips, with Apple's operating system and Apple's hardware. That's full-on vertical integration. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe I didn't make that explicitly clear i thought i did in the video but maybe i didn't make it that clear but that's what i was trying to get at like hater haters gonna hate Robbie. i know <laughs> but the <laughs> vertical integration that i'm talking about is that type and no this isn't exactly that but it's as close as you're going to get in a world where you have a company that makes the os a company that makes the chipset and other companies that make the hardware like that's three different companies having to come together and make decisions and so clearly is always going to lead to corners being cut because companies want to save money. And so, uh, Intel says, Hey, we're going to make this chipset and, and people get upset, you know, that, Oh, well that th those chips cost too much, you know, well, I want that performance, but that one's too much. If I put that in my Chromebook, I'm going to have to charge this much for my bottom line. So, okay, well we'll put that in, but we're going to cut the screen down and, uh, we'll put a crappy trackpad, whatever, you know, it adds, it adds a multiple factors and sure. variables that they have to consider. And so now Google's in the middle of that going, uh, well, you know, I, I'm just using names here. Dell has said that they don't want to do that, but Intel's saying that this is all we offer. Um, all right, well, we'll write code for this thing. And okay, well, let's, you know, and it's all these companies trying to work together to make things that people want to use. And ultimately Intel's going, okay, let's, let's try this again. What do people really want? from a laptop, not just a Chromebook, a laptop. And let me read off this list. I've got it in front of me right now. This is the list of stuff that target specifications for Project Athena. I'm just gonna go through these. Modern connected, uh, standby, uh, biometric login, wake from sleep in less than a second. Core i5 or i7, at least, at least 10th gen. Um, consistent responsiveness on battery. More than eight gigs of DRAM. Um, more than 256 gigs of NVMe SSD storage, so no more EMMC stuff. Um, an option for Intel Optane. Uh, I, I don't know that Chromebooks can even mess with that. Um, adaptive intelligence, including far-field voice services. Um, I don't know what some of this other stuff has. WinML support. I don't know. Anyway, battery life. 16-plus hours of local video playback. Nine hours of real-world performance. And they stress this, that they're like, we don't want nine hours of 
mixed use or whatever. Like this is nine hours. I'm going to get nine hours of work out of my device. Like it has to be tested. And it's Intel's going to test using it. Right. <laughs> Intel's going to test all this stuff before they go. Cool. You can have this sticker. Um, charge to four hours of battery in less than 30 minutes. So quick charging has to be on. Thunderbolt 3 has to be uh, available. Wi-Fi 6 has to be available. LTE as an option has to be available. Ultra Slim 2-in-1 clamshells, 12 to 15.x inches, so somewhere in the 12 to 16 inch. 1080p is the least amount of pixels you can have on the screen, or it has to be better. It has to have touch. It has to have three narrow bezels around the screen. It has to have a backlit keyboard. It has to have, this is a Windows spec, precision touchpad, or very high quality trackpad for Chrome OS. Uh, and it has to have pen support. That is a huge list of required things. Those are those are the minimum requirements to get this sticker on your device. And as this sticker becomes more and more understood, uh, the, there's a, a YouTube uh, channel called The Tech Chap, and he did Intel actually sponsored him doing one on uh, one of the Windows devices, the Lenovo something or another Yoga, and it was one of the first ones that came out that had this all the specs and, and was a Project Athena. He made a great point in it, and I'm sure Intel probably said, hey, make sure to make this point. But in that video, he made the point that this is going to also give buyers um, that get overwhelmed with spec sheets. I mean, hell, go to Dell.com and, and, and look at a computer and tell me that a, an average consumer can go and parse this data. They can't. In general, like, and again, I'm telling you this from helping people buy Chromebooks that have way less to deal with we're starting to talk about windows devices and gpus and all that. like the spec sheets get out of control and most people look at that and their eyes cross or glaze over and they just push back and they go and ask somebody else hey can you help me buy a laptop or something like that and it's starting to kind of happen with chromebooks too what this delivers now is if somebody walks in and says i want a great computer. I'm ready to spend 800 to 1200 or 1500 dollars. I want to. I want to buy a great computer. As long as it's got this sticker on it, you know it's been tested to do all this stuff. And this is what Intel's saying. These are the things that actually matter to people. Like all the extra stuff is fluff. You know, there's going to be a handful of people that want it, but in general, the the core of people who use a laptop want battery life. They want performance. They want plenty of fast storage. They want it to wake up quick. Um, they want to be able to biometrically log into the thing and they want great solid connectivity uh, that pretty much touches on most of, and input methods that are yeah. good. Yeah. Speaking keys. on connectivity, you said available optional LTE. Does that That's mean does gigabit that, LTE option? Does that mean that they have to offer a variation? Yeah, that would be, that's what this looks like. So does that mean we're going to get an LTE Asus and Samsung? Cause I haven't heard any mention of it, but I haven't, but we know that, uh, the board you know, the, can the handle board it. Yeah, the LTE, has LTE. Yeah, eSIM. You can do eSIM with all that. You Ooh, don't have to. Yep. That so. would be fun. So, I mean, it wouldn't be anything for there to be a variant that shows up. But this explains, like, looking at this spec mm -hmm. sheet explains why we saw some of the wild specs we did on the Asus and the Samsung. Like, I was like, man, that's a ton of memory. Like, they could have done a 128 gig version. Right. And they absolutely can. It just won't have the Athena sticker on it. So they could, we could end up having, we may not, but we could end up having a Core i3 uh, 8 gig of RAM, 128 gig maybe. MMC storage version of the Samsung with a 1080p screen on it that, that comes in lower. We could. They had to do all these things to make sure and hit this because they wanted to announce you know, they it wanted as to, a Project yeah, Athena they device. they wanted to show up with a Project Athena device. Right. And that's part of Intel's strategy. They're not just saying, here's a chip, go do something with it. They're working with 
Google and they're working with Microsoft to make sure that they get these things in line so that they can take that tool set then and deliver it to manufacturers and say, here, go build something cool with this. And the point I made in the video was once you can do that, like for Samsung, when Google comes to you and says, hey, we've got this idea and Intel says, hey, we've got this idea. And they say, look, we, we've come together and we've decided it's going to have all these features and all this stuff. So don't 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 worry about that. Don't think about that. Don't don't spend your time trying to figure out where you're going to cut corners. We're going to make this an Athena device. So put that stuff to rest. That's what you're going to put in it. Now now go think about creative cool ways to actually implement these things. Yeah. And, and like you mentioned, AMOLED, wild red colors, stylus. Yeah. yeah, 4K AMOLED screen comes in. Like those types of things come from manufacturers not sitting around and focusing on the bottom line, not wondering you know and trying to make resources to make sure all these things work together because google and intel have made sure that's taken care of for you and so that that's where some of this vertical feeling integration comes in and that's why this is all important oh and by the way and i didn't make this point in the article or the video it's just cool that chromebooks are getting in, included in this right this that, feels that's like, the thing. like intel's like yeah. inside group like hey this is this yeah because as robbie mentioned project athena isn't something that's been a thing for like a half a decade it was just announced officially last, last year. year. So it's a year the old. The first Project Athena device was not actually produced and announced publicly until like Oct September or October yeah. of last year. So you're looking fast forward three to four months and Chromebooks sharing the limelight, the yeah. headlining with Project Athena with Windows. That's pretty amazing. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just another step. Like we've seen this happen with... You know, the saying Samsung Galaxy Chromebook, like we were talking about how impressive it is that Galaxy is being used in the name. Like that's important. That matters that Samsung is not just going, uh, we're doing our Windows thing. We're doing our phone thing. We're doing our tablet thing. And oh, by the way, we've got some Chromebooks. You know, they're not doing that. They're they're including Chromebooks in, hey, here's our, our, our Galaxy line, our yeah, flagship this is our line stuff. of devices. Yeah. A Chromebook version of our, some of our great laptops is one of our things we offer. Well, that, those things are important. It's just it's it's brand equity, and and yes. if you think about and if you think about the the value that Galaxy carries, right? Uh, you know, I I I I come from a little bit more of kind of the marketing end. Uh, you know, we we all did work for a marketing firm prior to going full time with Chrome and Box, but I did kind of more of the marketing branding stuff. Um, was less kind of programming and techie like you dudes, but um, brand equity is huge. And if you think about um, a general consumer that's going to a store um, and they walk into a, let's just say a Best Buy, they know Galaxy phones. Like they know S20s coming out maybe or whatever. They, are they on S11 right now? And then they're going to skip to 20? Is that the, is that the, what they're going to do? No, this last, the last is S10. They're just going to go okay, to Okay, they're going to skip to 20 whatever is unpacked like it's soon isn't it when when's there when's there uh, enough february it's february, like, february yeah. like 11th or something anywho all that to say the galaxy name carries a lot of value and so for samsung to decide hey we we are so confident in this chromebook we're we're so confident in the experience that someone is going to get out of this that we are willing to put our galaxy name on it Right. That that's a that's a risk for them because if it's not good, it's going to diminish the Galaxy brand. Right. Sully's the the brand right. a little bit. So yeah. if someone gets it and they're like, "Oh, well, I bought this Galaxy Chromebook and it doesn't do this and it doesn't do this," and then they're maybe less inclined to go to spend buy a Galaxy phone. A, yeah, yeah. twelve hundred dollar smartphone, which is their bread and butter. Exactly. Yeah. So you think about this and it's like, dang, <clears throat> they they went out on a limb a little bit here. This is the first Chromebook 
from Samsung that has Galaxy in the name. Yeah. And, and it's, so it's important. That, that tells me that they're pretty confident. Yeah. And again, it, it, I made this point in the video too. Like this isn't something that they concocted six weeks ago and just went, ah, slap something together and put Chrome OS on it. Like yeah. from all accounts, this has been in development for over a year. I mean, we know that Hatch has oh, been in yeah. development for that long. Kohaku, which is the baseboard that this is on has been in development for over a year and the whole project Athena thing has right. been over yeah. a year. I'm so sure Google, Samsung and like, Intel have been, have had a lot yeah. of meetings in the last year over oh, this. Guarantee I guarantee it. It. And, and you can tell like right. picking the device up, you can tell that like it's, it's so hard to convey those things, but it's no different than when I picked up the pixel book the first time, like going, Oh, this is different. Like there's something uh, other than that comes from more vertically aligned development of hardware. It's it's love them or hate them. It's the feeling you get when you pick up an, an Apple right. laptop, a Mac of any sort, and you just feel it. Like you just know more time and more effort was put into the way that this is built, the way that it looks, the, <laughs> the way that it performs, the, all of those things. The air felt a little uh, half-baked to me. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> the screen on the that little air that uh, we had a coworker that Beth oh, had, yeah, that yeah. air she had, dude, it was hot garbage. Yeah, but I mean, you they couldn't were just, see the screen from the side. I'm like, this is a Mac. It, that's pri that was pre Retina. They had oh, not released a Retina so display, yeah. so nobody had good yeah, screens on laptops right, back yeah. then. But, Apple again was the first one to right, go. You know what? Yeah, let's let's change it. this and put a really solid display yeah. on this. Even our phones had crappy yeah. displays back yeah. then. Like it, it's. And it's that evolution of things that yeah. as things go, you know, we we start seeing things in other pieces of hardware and go, ah, oh, well, that should be expected. It goes back to that whole thing before remembering, like, when, there's still a lot of Windows devices right. that don't have good displays on them. It's it's easy to forget. And it's, and it's just important, I mean, that to, to kind of tie this all together, it's important to note that because of Project Athena, because Samsung knew, hey, here are these certain benchmarks that we know we're going to hit because we know this is going to be a Project Athena Chromebook. So we know the, the specs. We know it's going to do this. We know it's going to do that. We don't have to sit and think about that. Now we can sit and think about what we're going to do for this Chromebook to make it a Galaxy Chromebook. Correct. That's what's important here. Yeah. That, that they took the extra step and put extra effort into this thing to make it that next level Chromebook. Now yeah. it's a Galaxy Chromebook. And that's what's most important. This Project Athena, I think, is what allowed them to get to that point. It feels that way. You and know? I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, this is just an Intel marketing scheme. And to a point, eh, maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah, it but is. But anything that gets... Again, in, in a world where you have a chip maker, a hardware manufacturer, and a software maker working more closely together to really plan out devices, I'm, I'm all for it. But, I don't care if it's a marketing ploy or not. Mar mar marketing ploy or not, the general consumer doesn't know specs. The general consumer has no idea what a 10th gen Intel chip means. No. That means nothing to them. Nope. But if they know that if they look down on it and they see this engineered for media or mobile performance and there's a little sign there that talks about what Project Athena is, they know, oh, that one has that sticker, right. and then that one has that sticker. That means those are probably both going to be really right. good. So bring, bring it back around so to the like, automotive industry like we did last week. Uh, when I was selling cars, that was most consumers, most consumers don't know the tests that go into an EPA rating on a car, the right. miles per gallon that are on the window sticker when you go to buy a car. Most people have no idea what they do, the the conditions they do it under, how they do it or whatever. All they care about is, 
okay, I know this car is going to get me 30, ga- 30 miles to the gallon because the EPA said so. Right. That's all that matters. Yeah. They know there's a standard, and the standard applies, and if it's on the sticker, it's there. You know, the same thing goes for safety ratings. If it's got mm-hmm. a four-star safety rating, they know it's passed whatever test the NTSA said it had to pass. They don't know what those tests are. You know, yeah. a car's got to hold three and a half times its body weight if it's upside down. Every yeah. car has to have that, but yeah. they know that the the they said, "Hey, it's safe." It's a, that's it's all that matters. A, it's right. it's a it, it might be a bit of marketing, but it matters it's because still, because right. the general consumer going to buy a Chromebook or going to buy a car or whatever in Thanksgiving. Thanks for bringing up buying cars. Really appreciate. <laughs> hey, that. I no <laughs> no I did not. I had a bad experience <laughs> this week. <laughs> For anyone who's interested, Joe tried to pull a Robbie and Gabe. Look, and it look, backfired. Okay, I am generally <laughs> anyone that listens to this podcast has probably figured out already. I am very analytical. I don't like making impulsive. I'm not going to say you guys are totally emotional, but I don't like making impulsive <laughs> like, emotional decisions. I'm I'm pretty analytical. I, I yeah, I, I like you can you can be very analytical, but you can be impulsive, and I'm I cannot insanely impulsive. It <laughs> and, and so I have been looking for a truck. I've been looking for a second gen Tacoma, and I found one, and it looked amazing, and I got a great deal on it, and I bought it, and. Um, I know that those trucks have some issues with the frame, and I looked at the frame the best that I could and didn't see anything wrong with it. Uh, took it to get an oil change, and they said, we can't put this up on the lift because when we got up under there, we you can will, see the frame. You will is, own two vehicles is, afterwards. It's rotted. Yeah, it's going to break in half. Um, so, yeah, no note to anyone out there who is interested in the second-gen Tacomas. Apparently, they had the same issue with a couple of the Tundras and a to- and the uh, was it Torrent? No, that's Ford. What no, was the Touareg is a Volkswagen? No, I was thinking Taurus. Oh, I don't know. There's uh, my one other finder had the same thing. There's a couple other <laughs> Toyota models from that yeah. same time that are very prone to rust. Um, and there's a settlement out there, but it's not a full recall. I learned that. So I was hoping the frame would just get replaced, but they said no, it will not be replaced because the settlement time period has ended for that yeah. particular vehicle. It was a class so, action suit. Yeah. Note to self, or, or note to anyone out there. Note to self for me also. Hey, you gotta. I tried to be impulsive and talk about your all-time backfire. Joe should take us. Luckily, when he goes to buy a vehicle. Yeah, luckily the 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 dealer worked with me on it, and and we we. We exchanged back vehicles, yeah. so it all worked out, all good. But yeah, thanks for bringing up buying buying cars, man. <laughs> thanks, I really appreciate it. You're Jay. welcome. You're my favorite. Um, so that's Project <laughs> Athena. It's important. It's uh, a big step, I think, for high end Chromebooks. I mean, obviously, anything that gets this stamp on it, this sticker on it, is going to be a top of the line Chromebook. Yeah, um, you know, and this you isn't going to go. Samsung's is is starting at nine ninety nine, but I have a, a gut feeling that we'll probably see the Asus come in. I don't know, six ninety nine. I'd like to see that. That would be dope. Maybe I'd a little like more. I think it's going to be higher. Maybe a little more. Uh, yeah. What did the four thirty four was five ninety nine? Started retail? at five ninety nine. Yeah, yeah so six ninety nine. Maybe six ninety nine could be reasonable. But, but and that's awesome the thing because we I, could start seeing Athena Chromebooks yeah. at around seven hundred bucks. Because yeah, be like you said, I don't know if the Flex Five meets all the criteria or if it is actually if it is they didn't brand it that way. I didn't have the sticker on it, but. If it's not Project Athena, it wouldn't take much to do it to make it Project yeah, Athena certified. Things, I think that not have. I don't know that it had NVMe storage in it, for instance. Fingerprint um, scanner. Yeah, you have to have biometrics. Yeah, have biometrics. So that that may be the only thing it was missing. Um, it has PCIe, so 
Maybe yeah. the only thing. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But I, I agree with Robbie. I, th- I think we could very easily see $600 range Chromebooks that They're get Athena. that stamp. Yeah. And yeah. that's that would be pretty amazing because then devices like the Flex 5, even if it's not an Athena, that, that pushes down anything that's not that. Right. And so that pushes these Chromebooks into that's that three four hundred dollars range mm-hmm. that are still awesome Chromebooks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's just because you look around. at most Windows devices, most six hundred dollar Windows devices aren't going to meet the criteria. They're right. not going to have those features. No way. So another another win and advantage of Chrome OS. Right. So uh, let's move on here, guys. Let's talk about some news that came out literally this morning. Uh, We have a post up on the website. So if you're listening to this today, Friday, the 17th of January, go check out the website. It is on the site. Um, Steam has, uh, I guess, I guess, I I don't know the full story, but there is a chance. It's not totally official, I guess. There's a chance that Steam is going to just be would you call it more integrated, fully integrated? You all have gotten Steam to work on Chromebooks. Yeah, officially yeah. supported, I yeah, think, there is we the go. best terminology. There we go. Um, and it well, seems like they're working yeah, on Yeah, I mean, like, we, so I, I've run Steam on Chrome OS since, since the Crouton days, and it actually runs really well on Crouton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since Crostini, official Linux support has come to Chrome OS, we've tried multiple times to get Steam up and running, and it does run, and there's still some hoops you got to jump through. Pointer lock still not enabled by default, which you have to have to right. play. Yeah, that, that, that throws everything uh, out the window. Yeah, GPU support just came along not too long ago. Uh, it's still a little wonky, uh, but it's doable. I mean, you download the Debian package, you can double-click it and install it, and you're good to go. Uh, but David Ruddick from Android Police had a conversation with Con Lu, the director of uh, product management for Chrome OS at CES, and he pretty much flat out said they are working on official support for Steam. Now, they didn't clarify if they're actually working directly with Valve, but it sounds like they might be. I can't imagine they wouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, we tagged them in our Twitter post. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and they're like, what? We didn't know anything about it. But anyways, again, it shouldn't take much to get it to be no, it's, streamlined. It's just a okay. matter of Valve saying, hey, we're going to officially say this, and when you go to steampower.com, there's going to be a click here for the Chrome OS version of Steam. Even so it's just so, a Linux version. So yeah. just quickly, for anyone listening who is a non-gamer like myself, what is Steam and what is this going to do? Oh, wow. So Steam is just a, uh, it's a delivery system, basically, a delivery yeah. mechanism slash community around gamers and gosh i don't their user base is huge 14.15 million as of last year um so lots of people use steam and so for instance say i want to play PUBG. if i go through steam to install it and play it um i could play the windows version that i bought the license for for instance um on my windows device um so even though steam's available on multiple um operating systems it, yeah, it's still the, the version of the game you're playing. It's not like there's some magic Steam version of a game. It's it's still a Windows version. You right. can just buy it and keep your licensing and stuff through Steam. So if I, for instance, if I bought all my games through Steam, it, it'd be no different than saying that, hey, I'm, I'm an Xbox guy. I'm just buying all of all the games that are on different platforms. I choose to buy the Xbox version. When you buy it through Steam, you're buying a Windows version, but when I log into my Steam account, I can re-download that 
from there and and i can use steam to launch the game there's community around that yeah they have an integrated chat uh, but but valve does create and, some of their own games yeah as valve well. has their I whole mean, they have a whole line half-life's is, one of their biggest yeah. ones uh is, is valve, portal is portal portal valve? is valve i believe so portal was, one and two was valve the one doing the vr stuff they do have steam valve vr, VR. Yeah. were they, they the VR. one that were doing the we're, we're going to do the like amusement park that was remember we did the no, whole Ghostbusters that was, thing that was another that company starts okay. with V like Vivo or something okay like alright I thought it was the same because I remember it I'm started that with didn't the V happen. dude that would have been so cool yeah. but yeah Valve's been around for a long time anybody that plays games at all probably knows yeah. Steam yeah Valve's what got me Steam. into desktop gaming I'm still right. a big uh, I play Day of Defeat they have Source games Counter Strike Go is probably one of the most popular uh, games uh, Counter Strike Counter Strike Source. Source but then you have Counter Strike Go is the yeah. next evolution so which when you the when you one. hear people say CSGO, that's yeah, that's Counter Strike. Yep. I did not know that. Uh, so, <laughs> so it so it is a big deal for Va- if Valve is saying, "Hey, we're going to offer official support, and there's going to be a fluid, streamlined way to install." Hey, go here, click this, and you've got Steam on well, your Chromebook. It's it, a big deal. It's it's like we were talking about before we got started rolling here. It, it 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 could be that you go to Steam. What's their website? Steam powered? Is that what it is? Well, Steam powered. Yeah, Steam powered is the where you download the install. Right, but yeah. you go there, mm-hmm. and there's Mac, and Windows, and Chrome, Chromebook, yeah. you know, or Chrome OS or whatever the logo is, and you click that, and it downloads it. And because Linux apps are you know, an option on, on Chrome OS now, you it might say it might give you a prompt, hey, make sure to go to this setting and turn on Linux or can can it can it take you straight to that setting? Like can they package it in a I way that it would take I, them straight to that setting? Because I know I th- I know Mac does that for some stuff. It'll be like go to your settings and it's do this. Possible and click because, it, it takes you straight there. Yeah, because right now if you don't have Linux enabled on your Chromebook, but if you go to the launcher and search terminal, the terminal's still there. And if you click it, it triggers the install See? So there flow. You go. So it wouldn't Something be like hard. that could be cool. And funny, I was actually looking right before we started the show, there's a commit from mid December where they're adding the uh, Steam configuration oh, scripts interesting. to the Chromium, Chrome OS repositories or Chromium repositories. So they, they are clearly working yeah. on getting this to be a more this native is just, thing. Right, so. and this just means that it's just going to be more uh, uh, more closely integrated. And like you said, some of those little hiccups that we have right now will hopefully get yeah. ironed out as they as they get this going. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, after after David had published his article, people are already tweeting, oh, death of Stadia, killed by Google, all that stuff. And, and I, j- I just don't see that happening. Stadia and Steam are two very different platforms. Um, you're not going to play your really, really intensive Steam games on a Chromebook. No. Uh, now, now, later down the road, if you get we get AMD devices that have more some more powerful... Uh, GPUs built in, maybe, but Stadia is do- Stadia is coming at it from the other angle. It's here, here's your heavy hitter games playing with no lag. It's all on the internet. Steam, the, it, that's I mean they do. Well, have you got to think people use Steam like on what we would call Ultrabooks, you yeah. know, thin and light Windows devices that also aren't going to run games that well. That have the integrated little GPU from Intel, eight gigs of RAM, whatever. Uh, and people still will run Steam games. Some of those, you know, like the source games that Gabe was talking about that are from a few years back, um, run really nice on these yeah. integrated GPUs. They're fine. Um, so certain games are going to be great for that. But yeah, your AAA games that just came out with the highest graphic settings will not run, not just on a Chromebook. They're not going to work on a on a thin and light 
Windows laptop right now either, unless you have you know dedicated GPU, uh, USB Type C Thunderbolt GPU hooked up to it or something. So, you know, thinking about those things, and again, we're getting Thunderbolt three support, so external GPU supports not really out of the question with a Chromebook at this point. Video I editing. would not, yeah, I would not be surprised if some tinkerer developer has already figured out how to. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, leverage an external it's GPU just a, with Linux. It's a bus, you know. So yeah. you hook the thing up and tell it to use it. Because Linux has editing. USB. Video editing. They can, you, yeah. Can, yeah, you can USB support on Linux. And, yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, Stadia for the win there. But that's, right. I mean, that's that's a whole, it's a whole different thing. It's apples thing. and oranges. Yeah, it's exactly. a whole different thing. And and I think, you know, the, the whole idea with, with this Steam stuff is fix all your kinks with, you know, Linux installs. And if they're working with Valve and they're, they're really thinking about, oh, here are the issues we have right now with the Linux container in Steam. Well, you know, fix those kinks. It's We're not talking about big stuff here. No. Most of the things are already out there in fixes, and they might be on a flag or something like that, but they've already been identified. So we're not talking about some giant leap here to make Steam work well on a Chromebook. We're right. not even talking about a giant leap to get it easily as a one-click install. Yeah. So no. this, this isn't like some wild, crazy thing that we're talking about. Like, yeah, they could probably get yeah, this if, worked the, out if this quick. does not happen it will be for one reason and that's because as schizophrenic as google is valve if you know anything about valve corp they're all over the place oh yeah but i mean again this is all this takes is a handful of developers to say hey we're gonna do this yeah we're just gonna clean it up i mean this could be you a 20 percent project honestly yeah it, uh-huh. it's not that far out and then on top of that linux or uh, uh, steam has uh, was it called Proton? I think yeah, sort of Steam yeah. Play is Steam what they, pretty, the, yeah. the forward-facing name of it. But it's technically, I think, still in beta. I haven't messed with it in a little while. The idea being with a handful of plugins and some compatibility layers that you can play. Because people don't write games for Linux, just in general. There's a handful, but they write them for Windows. And so with, with this in mind, you can take quite a few uh, Windows games, run them through this compatibility layer, and run them on Linux. And people have been having pretty good luck with it. Uh, Steam has been so hit and miss on Chromebooks with Christini because of all the stuff you got to do just to get it to run to begin with. Right. I've not had much luck. I've with never the been able to because that went, I don't know. What was the name of that game? Totally, totally unrealistic battleground. It, yeah. It's like the, the QP dolls that are playing PUBG. And, right. I got that because it came out free for yeah. some reason. I think and I've first been launched. trying to play that on Steam Play for. Or is Steam Play? Steam is Play, yeah. I think, is what it's Forever, called. Forever, but you get to it and you try to launch the games and it just sits there. So that and it tries. Yeah, it tries. It it's just you're going through multiple layers of everything. And it's yeah, just and you got to think yet. you've already created all kinds of compatibility issues because you're running Linux in a container on a Chromebook. So you've already you're already starting kind of behind the ball a little bit. And so um, if they get all of that ironed out, and then part of I think that whole effort would have to be okay. Let's figure out how to make sure that Steam Play is also working mm-hmm. with this Chrome OS ever. Because no one, no one's going. If they're not going to write games for Linux, they're not going to write games with Chromebooks in mind either. Right. Not at this point. Maybe years in the future or something. But for right now, that's just not going to be a thing. So if all of this is going to pan out, Google's got to clean up the stuff with the Linux container as it pertains to Steam. And then once they get that stuff cleaned up, Valve's got to make sure and clean up their end so that. Some Windows games, not all of them are going to work, but some Windows games can work through this compatibility layer, and there's actually something for people to play. So, like, how many games are there? So, like, if uh, if someone wanted to just try to play games right now, like, th- on a Chromebook, they're only able to play the Linux 
games, right? Yeah, stuff so that how, works like, with with how many are there? Like, oh, gosh. There's oh, there's a like a bunch. Like, okay, yeah. like all the source games are all yeah, there. All yeah. the source games. I mean, Half Life has nine, uh, eight episodes. Super so, hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. super hot. Super fun game, and it doesn't yeah. require a lot of a lot of crazy graphics. Uh, Portal One and Two. I mean, there there's yeah. a lot. I wonder yeah. if uh, so. We have a coworker here uh, in our co-working space uh, that writes for Kentucky Route Zero. Yep. Um, I wonder if they're have we ever tried to play that on a Chromebook? They're on Steam, aren't they? Yeah, they're on Steam. I I downloaded it on the Mac through Steam. Yeah, I need to down. I need to install. Need to he gave him. me a he gave me a free pass for yeah. it to to get it for free. That'd be hmm. that'd be interesting to try that on. I think on a Chromebook. I think I've already I think I turned that in. So in my Steam account again, benefit of it should Steam. Should be in there. It's yeah. already in there to download. But I I don't know. Does it work on Linux? I can't remember. We need to. They ask might him. have just written it for Windows. Yeah, we'll need to um, ask him. Yeah, I'd have to check that out, but. Again, like if they had the compatibility layer, then Boom. I'd be like, "Cool, let's just slap slide, that see on." It works, yeah. Uh, so, so, um, so yeah, that's cool news. Uh, I just checked our Twitter; no response from Steam yet. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll tweet at them a couple more times to see if they say anything. Um, but as as we're kind of on this gaming uh, uh, section here, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the Stadia news that has come out. I think that was just this morning also right uh, uh rob robbie the you post i think the post i'm uh, going off of, i think it came off yesterday oh, okay all right um let me get to but you quick. mentioned you mentioned something as we were sitting down here we're talking tons of games yeah i, I think i think the the breakdown that you you said to me was it's going to end up being about 10 games a month yeah i mean if we look at the average for what they're saying. So that's that's one of the big announcements. So they kind of patted themselves on the back a little bit in their community post for its first one for the year. Hey, here's all the stuff we did since November. And again, it's hard to remember that Stadia is only like two months old. <laughs> um, it feels like we've had it around for a while now. Um, but they're saying, okay, looking at upcoming lineup, we're tracking, and I'm quoting from their site, we are tracking more than 120 games coming to Stadia in 2020. 120 games. So we have 24 right now. <laughs> right. So yeah, they're. I mean, they're going crazy with it. So well, yeah, I that's saw a, something else this morning that said 10 exclusive games. Yeah, as well. so this also so. says that. So uh, and are targeting more than 10 games in the first half of this year alone that will be available only on Stadia. So, wow. so at least 10 exclusives before June. Um, working to share more. And, and then they go on to talk about some features that are coming in Q1, uh, which is some pretty cool stuff. And almost all of it's for the web player. So as you know, Chrome OS guy, that's exciting to me. Um, 4K support coming for gaming on the web. My guess Galaxy is Chromebook, yeah, let's go. they want to make sure that that's ready. <laughs> yeah. uh, honestly, that's exactly what it's for. Um, there are a couple other 4K Chromebooks, but let's, you know, there's not that many the, 4K what, devices. What are, that, well, there's some 4K Windows devices, what, what obviously. About the, what so. about the... Pixelbook Go 4K. Wasn't that supposed to be a thing? Where's it's that? A thing. It's available. Where is it? Is it? Oh. I don't know. Wait, Google hadn't sent us one. And I'm Why not buying it. Why don't we have it. that? It's, a, <laughs> it's probably really expensive, 4K huh? 4K is super. And it's i7? Oh, yeah. It's the it's i7-16. Oh, Half All a right. terabyte. Hey, Google, if you want to send us one to review, we'd be happy yeah. to. Maybe I'll hit them up. Yeah. I wanted to wait till CES was done. Um, so, yeah, 4K on the web player, which tells me, hopefully, that they're in the place where they're getting a lot of the, like I, I know my experience on the web player has been a lot better of late. Uh, my kids have been playing thumper like crazy on my pixel, go and the lag and the, the jitters and the, you know, loss of signal and stuff like that has seemed to, to really iron itself out a lot. Uh, early on it's opening the web player was a kind of roll of the dice, yeah. whether it was even going to start the game. <laughs> right. And it seems like it's been cleaned up quite a bit. So it tells me if they're getting 4k out for the web player, 
they must be feeling they've, pretty good. They've got it ironed out. Yeah. Um, assistant functionality when playing on the web. No idea what that's okay. going to look like. I'm not sure. But that ties into the idea that wireless gameplay through the Stadia controller on the web is going to be a thing too. And from what they, they didn't say here, because um, I think Stadia's controller has Bluetooth. I don't know exactly all the ways you can leverage that Bluetooth. If it's just LE, then it's yeah. just for pinging stuff and saying, hey, I'm here. Um, but my guess would be this wireless gameplay means the way we do it on an Ultra, a Chromecast Ultra, where it's connected to your Wi-Fi, it's connected to the server you're playing on, which is great because it means latency is super low. Yeah, right, right now, you've got a hook of USB Type-C in, and even though that feels like, oh, that wouldn't be half high latency, you're now having to talk to the computer. The computer's having to send that request uh, up to the server versus the controller just doing it all by itself. So, um, so yeah, we'll have 4K on the web. We'll have more assistant on the web along with wireless controller support on the web. So three of the four things are all web player specific. The fourth thing is that, um, oh, further Android support. We wrote about this last week. Yeah. Um, that Reddit redditors are all over the place and random phones seeing on the Stadia app, you know, play on this Gabe, device. And they're like, wait a second, what? Now, do you have to have the controller plugged in for that to pop up? Probably. Yeah. Um, probably. Okay. Yeah. Let's um, do that. I don't know where my controller is. It's over is. in the studio. Okay. It's but, a prop right now. But in general, um, yeah, they're saying they get one session in and then it goes away. Yeah. And so clearly Google's like running some server side stuff yeah. just to test to see how it works. But now they've officially said, hey, we're bringing more Android phone support uh, in the in the coming weeks. And so they're, they're saying all the stuff Q1. So... Sometime in the next month and a half, two months, we'll see all of this stuff roll out in addition to everything they've done already. Well, so base, it's just moving yeah, so quick. Well, and base is going to be out next month. So did they, is that an official, everything I keep reading is like coming in February. Like they haven't said February 1st, it's launching. No, no, no. Like base it's will be February, here. Just February 2020. So I wonder if said. they'll, maybe in another community post, because basically they have this 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 platform now where they're sharing updates now that it's out. They're not right. doing connect anymore. Um, this is now the kind of method, and you, you, I yeah, think you, we, we, we wrote about this. This is how they're sharing news. So maybe like in the next one, when how often are they doing them? Um, well, this is the Stadia or the the community Stadia blog. They're actually they have a Stadia section on the keyword uh, on Google's official okay. blog too. Now that was kind of the big news that they're getting their own little section on there. So you know, I, once a month. Uh, once every few weeks is kind of what we've been seeing. So it wouldn't right. surprise me the, you know, to see something show up at the end of January to say, hey, Stadia Base is coming at this date. Um, you know, it'll, that'll be big news because everybody's pro subscriptions are, the free ones are about to run out. So uh, I, I think for them, they need to make sure that they get base out the door before that happens so right. that people that want to make the transition can make it. Yeah. Because a lot of people that may be on the fence might look at this and go, I'm not paying anymore for this. I'm canceling. And so they need to have it ready so that when everybody's free subscriptions run out, it's there. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, they want, they want people to continue that pro package. And so they need to offer as many things as they can to keep people around. Are yep. you going to, are you going to go, go with the pro or are you just going to try base for a little while? Um, I'm on the fence yeah. right now. I'm clearly just going to go with base. I mean, I, have, I personally, I'm leaning towards base. Like I, I don't play destiny. Um, I yeah. wanted to, but it's just so Dude, involved. I tried, I tried like four, I sat down and like, I dedicated some time. I was like, all right, I'm going to spend like an hour, two hours. I'm going to try to play this game. I'm going to try to get into it. I'm going to try to get you into got, the storyline. And you did one mission. Right? And I did like one thing. 
yeah, I did like one thing in that time. It's, no it's joke. just like it's no joke. Like you gotta be. I just in don't it. have. I don't. I'm just not at that point in my life where I, I'm interested in doing something like that. No. Now, being able to hop into a quick race in grid has been amazing. Right. But for me, uh, but you bought grid. I, I so. bought. I bought grid, so I have it now. So as I go into base, I still have yeah, grid. I, I can still the, play it. I'm the, like the boom. benefits of pro free games 4K. Don't right. care about 4K, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I have an Ultra and I have a 4K TV, but honestly, I wonder if most of the time when I'm playing, I wonder if it's even... Noticeable. In, yeah, it's like... Yeah, and on a laptop, like where I tend to play a lot, it's not going to be noticeable. Even, well, on, even now, on the Samsung, it doesn't matter. Right. 4K... Your eyes can't see yeah, it, I'm looking especially at my, as it's rendering stuff. I'm looking at my Pixelbook Go right now, and it's 1080p, 13.3-inch screen, and I, from where I'm sitting, where I'm normally going to look at my laptop, I can't see pixels on the screen, so... That tells me there's not a ton of benefit in cramming yeah. even more. I mean, right. if it was quad HD, it'd be plenty. Sure. Um, but anyway, the, all that stuff aside, like that's not enough to for me to shell out 10 bucks a month for something. And then the other th- reason you would stick around would be the, the free games. And for right now, I don't want to say for the future, for right now, the, f- the games available aren't enticing enough for me to stick around. Right. At this exactly. Point. So yeah, exactly. I bought the stuff that I want, like the Tom Clancy game, and even it has not been the type yeah, of game. You, like you it's played it a bunch. More adventurous think. and the multiplayer. It's just different. It's great game. It's really cool. But it's to me, it is more. And I shouldn't be surprised by this. It's made by Ubisoft. It feels more like um, Watch Dogs or what's their other big property? Um, uh, 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 you're asking the Assassin's wrong Creed. Oh yeah, okay. It's that type of game. Right. It's just a military type yeah. you know, version of that game. So it's you know over the shoulder. It's about going and doing missions, big open world, that kind of stuff. So it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's a really mm. cool game, but it's time consuming as well. I'm stick it's to not, PUBG, right? Like, <laughs> ultimately, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Like I really love playing PUBG, and I love playing Call of Duty Mobile on my phone or tablet. And those are the types of experiences I'm looking for where. You know, every once in a while, I don't mind doing a, a mission or something. Like, I'd love if those games had that component to where I could play a one player and kind of get into some mission stuff. They don't. And that doesn't bother me that much because I'd rather play with friends and jump exactly. into a match and be done in 25, 30 minutes and, and move on. Yeah. Uh, and there aren't many experiences like that on Stadia currently. And maybe that's just the state of gaming. That, that could be it. I'm I'm ready to accept that. And if probably, that's the case... That's probably the case. That's fine. Yeah. That, you know, I'll go with Stadia Base so that when something like that, like a PUBG or a Fortnite or something like that comes out... Apex would be dope. Yeah, Apex Legends would be awesome. Any of those games, I'll have Stadia Base to play it on. I'll buy it and make sure I have it and, you know, can, can leverage it when I want to. And I'm not paying a monthly now, fee do for you it. Think, do you think they'll keep doing the discounts for pro subscribers on games? Because like, I think I got... Yes. I ended up getting like almost fifty percent off or something crazy on uh, Grid. Yeah, so and that's, so if you if you people, think you're gonna, yeah, depending on the, the you got to price it out. You right, got to price you, it out. It might yeah. be worth paying a month because right. you're never under a contract or anything. It might be worth paying ten dollars to, to get, get in it. to save fifty percent on buy a game. the game and then turn it off. Yeah. And it, it, to, I wonder if they'll like limit. That. I wonder if they'll limit that. Like how many times you could maybe do that or something. Well, what they know. could do is say if you've not been a pro subscriber for X amount of days, here's the deals you get. As a new pro I subscriber, could, you only get this. I could totally see them It'd doing be that. A very easy system for them yeah. to implement and keep people from yeah. jumping on and off. Um, ultimately, if there are enough good games offered to pro subscribers, people will stay with it. Yeah, I mean, and they will. Uh, exactly. If you keep putting good games on there for free. I mean, so it's, what, that becomes a, enough of a reason to stick around. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, it's just not right, right. now. 
right so with that aside what are your thoughts on stadia i i guess we're two two months in now what two yeah about I'm, two months i'm happy with it it literally for me it only comes down to games and i i get that i'm not the target audience at all so um i love the fact that you know like my kids are loving thumper thumper's really oh, fun i still haven't downloaded so that. Fun. gosh i need to download it um they're loving it i we love to just sit and play it um but it's it's been a little more fun. Like it's cool. It's the, Stadia has won for me, uh, and I tweeted about this. Like I was watching something. We were watching a show, or no, a, a Kentucky game was on. So I was watching basketball. And my son comes up says, "I want to play Thumper," and it's like, "Well, buddy, you know, I'm, we're not playing on the big TV right now because I'm watching a game. So you can either wait or you can play it on the Chromebook." He said, "Okay." So flipped open the Pixelbook Go, reached over and. Instead of my Stadia controller, there was the Nintendo Switch Pro controller sitting there. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, let's try this. So I grab it, oh, and then I dig so through dope. the drawer, and I'm like, oh, here's a USB-C cable. We'll see. I grab it. I don't even know which what cable it's for. I grab that, plug like it into... a regular the, charging cable. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the... Well, I've got multiple. Um, plug it into the controller. A light that I've never seen on the Pro controller comes on, which tells me it's doing something different. Um, Stadia recognizes it immediately. I launched in the web player. And you didn't Thumper. have to do anything. Didn't have to do anything. Wow. You just plugged it in and it just all sat yeah, there and worked. See, that's, and so that's that's where this is like sets itself yeah, apart. It, it was pretty know? awesome. And then the game ended. He was still playing Thumper. I said, Hey, pause that. He paused it. I opened up, hit the Stadia controller, opened it up on on the Chromecast, and we jumped right in where he was, you know, on, on the Chromebook. Just close the Chromebook down. Like that kind of stuff feels a little magic. Like that that feels like future. Yeah. Um so it I, I'm, I'm it, impressed. I'm happy with what it is. Because it is, bro. It, it is. <laughs> that, and, and that's what the I, future right there. What I what remarked just on in, in that tweet was, like, my kids sitting here doing this right now have no appreciation for, and not, oh, not like as an old codger. Man. I'm not like, you boy, you don't know what but you got. But it's important it's to It's really recognize. cool that, like, it's it's so fluid and working so well that they, I it's hard for me to comprehend it, or how to, 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 to get them to figure out, like, you don't understand what's happening right now. You're just playing a game. You're pushing buttons and playing Which a game is so and cool. enjoying it. Like the tech that's going on behind the scenes to make what you're do you, doing possible is so mind-boggling. Do you remember uh do you remember was it N64 that had the little uh cassettes that slid down in there and you'd have to blow blow in the end to clear them out and uh, slide they did them that back a bit in with the 64. <laughs> the big the big place that came from was the OG Nintendo Entertainment yeah. System, the NES. I can't remember. You slid it in this way and pushed it down, closed the lid. I'm talking about like, the one that came in from the top that had yeah, the Yeah, that's jet Nintendo ski 64. Game. Yeah, yeah. The blowing on a cartridge oh, pre the, predates it, your birth. Yeah, sir. what was the name of what was the name of that jet ski game? Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Yeah, that was one of the original launches of oh 64. Oh my gosh, that was so uh, much fun. What, uh, I just wake, love something wake uh, what uh, wave runner wave runner yep yes yeah we wore wave runner Dude. out see I just love racing games so but man me and my brothers would go crazy on that game um but yeah man that that like just the fact that but that's what's so cool is that he's able to your your son's able to just grab it and go and he doesn't even think like it doesn't there is no uh th there is no barrier to to right. playing the right. game. It's just he just opens it up and he's playing it, right? And that's what's it. It's and it feels like to me that they've achieved one of their main goals by that being the fact. Mm -hmm. that my my five year old son can flip a Chromebook open and plug in a random controller with a cable we found and play the game he wanted to play with no fuss and no yeah. issue. 
that that feels like hey the majority of what stadia wanted to deliver that that's yeah, it that's you it. did it yeah like congratulations sure. like it's it's monumental uh in what they're doing and um you know so that's why I, I don't think you know if steam comes to chromebooks great yeah i think that's awesome like there's some games in steam that i would rather play especially you get compatibility fixed i can play PUBG on my chromebook that would be awesome i'm gonna have to play it super low settings and that's the benefit of stadia i don't have to worry about any of that stuff but you know that, that that'll be neat that's not a replacement for stadia no. and it's Stadia's not even trying to do what stadia is doing mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. this these are completely different things so you know anybody that's saying you know r.i.p stadia that's that's what they're doing like this is it, it, yeah not the it same. is so far away from the same thing it's not even close yeah yeah exactly so uh folks i think we're gonna wrap this thing up uh we uh we we talked a uh, we talked longer than expected about uh, the new Chromebooks, but they're still so new that it's like we need to we need to talk through them as as we're discussing them. So hopefully that segment will 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 get a little uh, shorter. Um, I will mention just quickly if anyone has any questions for us, uh, please hit us up on Twitter. Um, I think I said just hashtag the Chromecast. Is that the hashtag I told you? Yeah, people make sure to you use? put the in there. Yeah, if you just do hashtag Chromecast, it's going to get mixed in with some other stuff that's not the podcast. <laughs> right. We, yeah, we it, was a, about, it was a cool name, but we, yeah, we, it can be confusing. T- yeah, we've talked about maybe making it our own, like a like kind of doing a separate channels, social media channels for the podcast. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. But for right now, if you have questions for us, uh, just hit us up on Twitter and use the hashtag the Chromecast. And uh, moving into 2020, that's something that we want to do at the end of the podcast. We want to answer a handful of your questions. So please, if you have questions for us, uh, put them there. We try to be as responsive as we can on social media and answer any questions. People email us, um, but it's just it's just limited time, and, and we just don't have the resources to do that right now and to answer every single question. So this is a way that we can dedicate a portion of the podcast to do that. And we can say, Hey, look, this is our time. We're going to, we're going to spend this time answering your questions. So if you have questions, please let us know. We're interested to hear, um, kind of anything and everything, obviously, uh, Chromebook specific stuff. But if you have some other questions for us, uh, we will answer them to the best of our ability. Um, but folks, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, as always, we will link uh, any any relevant information in the show notes. Um, you can find more information, as always, over on the website. Um, and you can just go to chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. But thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you all next week. See you. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.